I don't know what it is exactly. Aldebaran whiskey. Don't get between me and the blood wine! This is the good stuff. You know, you two could drive a man to drink. Welcome to Drunk Trek, your weekly drunk Star Trek recapping. We're your hosts. I'm Chris. I'm Amanda. I'm drunk. <laughs> also Matthew. <laughs> drunk Matt. Uh, welcome. For those of you who are unaware, we spend every week uh, drinking stuff and watching Star Trek episodes. Spoiler. Spoiler only alert. once. Yes. <laughs> only once a month that we drink. It was we, we record all the episodes one at a time. Or what? One, one, one block of <laughs> one block of four, and so what happens is is um, Chris gets drunk and can't do a fucking intro. <laughs> that, that is the first thing that happens. Is um we we get drunker as the month goes on. Every month we have a theme. This month's theme is holodeck episodes. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, we did um elementary dear data the. The Moriarty holodeck episode of Next Generation. First Moriarty. The first Moriarty episode, yep. Last week, we did a fistful of Data's in which Data supported a very fancy mustache and was in very wonderful dress. Um, and then this week, we're doing uh, Deep Space Nine's Armand Bashir episode. Uh, one of the very few holodeck fuck-up episodes that Deep Space Nine has. Mm-hmm. And it's also one of the, probably one of the worst of the block that we're watching. Uh, <laughs> and since we record them all in one go... Uh, as the month goes on, we get drunker. So the, uh, last week, we were Drunk Factor 3. Uh, now, I, I'd pick us about Drunk Factor 6. <laughs> that's, I don't that's think a fair I'm six yet. I don't think I've crossed the middle. Well, you need to catch up with us. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> um, and so, yes, we watch these episodes in real time, so there's no editing of our episodes. Uh, we encourage you to watch along with us. Um, and how we'll do this is here in a few seconds, we'll say three, two, one, engage. Uh, and when we do that, we'll start the episode. You start the episode then, and you'll be more or less watching along right with us. It doesn't matter. You don't have to get it super precise because it doesn't really matter that much. Mostly it's just us commenting on how horrible Jordy LaForge's beard is. <laughs> and by us, I mean me. Well, okay, so this is the piss that episode. So the, uh, the, uh, the probability of Jordy LaForge being the one that's fucked up the holodeck this week, pretty low, let's say. I don't anyway. know. I think you can pull it off. <laughs> pull it off. <laughs> Special guest star, LeVar Burton. <laughs> uh, all right. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Three, two, one. Engage. Engage. We start off with a man crashing through a window. Also, I guess they have not remastered the episodes of Deep Space Nine DS9 yet. Because that is super interlaced. <laughs> I gotta say... Uh, what is Sitch doing in Deep Space Nine? I gotta say, Alexander Siddig looks good in the tux. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, <laughs> so, the one the, probably, the most controversial thing about this episode is, I mean, the fact that, I mean, it's a James Bond booth, but it really st- sticks to the misogyny of a lot of, the, a lot of the, especially the 60s James Bond stuff, um, as we will find out throughout the episode. <laughs> so, oh, right off the bat, I love the fact that he's not playing James Bond. He's playing himself as a spy. Enter mm-hmm. Garrick, Master Cockblock. Oh, also, Garrick, Garrick is the fucking best. Like, he's probably my favorite Deep Space Nine character. 
You think with all the sex they had in the holodecks that they'd have better locks on the door? Yeah. Yeah. What? Actually, as he's about. In case you're naked. Yeah, yeah breaking the holodeck is illegal. <laughs> really? People walk into holodecks all the fucking time while someone else is using it. Yeah. Well, Hollow Sweets, this must be a new law they enacted for these super seedy prostitute. Well, it is privately owned, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Quark does own the Hollow Sweets. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I like the Eric, the Eric psychoanalyzation here of Bashir. It's like, apparently in Bashir, the fact that Bashir has been spending all of his free time in here just getting laid and being a spy, I guess. Yeah, he's probably just fucking holograms like everyone does. What's the big deal? Yeah, right? I, no, one, no one's getting hurt literally because they're fucking holograms. So now she's bored. No, she's mad because she didn't sign up for a threesome. <laughs> you can watch, but don't touch. <laughs> I'll take this computer, program this hologram for a threesome. <laughs> I'm sure it's that easy. They they have those... It's, it's, the parameters are very easy to set. Well, if Alexander can do it. That's right. Yeah, if Alexander can program a prostitute, anybody can. That was Barkley. <laughs> so, like, okay, so, okay, Garrick doesn't know what he's walking into, he says, but why is he in the tux? He just the part. He's obviously been sitting in the corner watching Julian Bashir. I was sex with all of those guys, so all those women, so so and he, just like he had, he had to have been spying before he <laughs> announced his presence. Before he announced his presence, because otherwise, why did he see the tux? Bashir should know that. Bashir's smarter than that. All right, he guys, is. opening shot. Opening shot. Uh, <laughs> to boldly go, even drunker. We haven't described our shot in this one, or the other one. Uh, we're still using <clears> the same <throat> shot from the first episode. But we haven't told the people Chaotica. who didn't know. The Chaotica's, Chaotica's death, death, death ray. Death ray. Uh, which is I think it loses something without the banana. That was very tasty. Yeah. Uh, it's banana liqueur, uh, clear rum, 151 proof rum, uh, Malibu coconut rum, uh, pineapple juice, and cranberry juice. And it's from uh, the website Our Big Couch. No. Our Ugly Couch. Ugly Couch. Ugly Couch Show. UglyCouchShow.com. Because uh, we like to give credit where credit is due. They have a list of Star Trek It drinks. takes us five minutes to get there, but we get there. We do get there. <laughs> it, it's the journey that matters, not the destination. <sighs> Renee Aubertonis, I think, possibly my favorite part of the series. Well, that said, um, Ben Avery is pretty fucking badass. Terry Farrell is awesome. Or Avery Brooks. I, I actually liked all the... I mean, really, the, the cast for Deep Space Nine is fantastic. This is true. This is true. It's This is a show, like... I mean, I watched it when I was when it first aired, but I mean, for many reasons, I didn't get to watch mm-hmm. it chronolo- chronologically. I re- mm-hmm. if, in all the Star Treks, this is the one I really want to go through and watch from the beginning to end in order. I also, uh, I don't maybe this is just my memory, but I also have a memory of this being a much more serious show. Oh than yeah, it the was. Next far more serious. It's- I remember that this show when 
I was just like the wrong age for it when it aired because it kind of bored me. But I was really into Voyager when it started up. Yeah. yeah. And I was really into TNG when it was going. I think it's just that it was in the same place week mm. to week, and I just. Mm. It's much more I mean, about it's the, a lot more the, political the than the other ones, and, and it, the I was too young for it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Decorated yourself. The deco is appropriate to the period. Armand Bashir. <laughs> Don't take off the suit. I like the suit. That's right. Garrett's got a good sense of Earth geology. Yeah. And yeah. by geology, you mean geography. Yeah. Oh, and this is this is why this episode's considered secretary breasts. Yeah. I don't know if my boobs look that good. I'd let them hang out like that. <laughs> well, I, I think there's a push-up bra involved. If mine did, I would do the same. But, oh, yeah, definitely. But. but I mean, I think the fact that she's... Utterly, uh, utterly disposable character, <laughs> whose whose primary mission is to show cleavage and die. Yeah. Spoiler alert: She's dude. Die. I haven't seen this episode. <laughs> Have you watched ever watched the James Bond <laughs> movie? No, I don't because they're sexist and I don't like them. <laughs> I've seen a couple and I'm like, no. That's okay. That's a very fair, fair point. If you don't like a James Bond film, you're not gonna like this episode. I don't know. I'm enjoying the suit. I'm doing my own sexism on this end. <laughs> there you go. Making it work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sleazy motherfucker. Also, I hope there's no there's no um, kibosh on us swearing because as we drink. Um, uh, well, no, I mean. If, if you're watching the show, listening to the show, you should be 21 years of age or older. So who gives a fuck if we say fuck? That's true. I think okay. I've said fuck at least 10 times right now. Oh, God, yeah. I've been cursing like a sailor since the second episode. I clearly should have joined the fictional one, the 1960s Earth. <laughs> With all the women. Mm-hmm. All right. Meanwhile, in the B-plot... Well, you assume Garrick's interested in women and not Dr. Bashir. That's a good point. My, my slash fiction says that you have a, you're on this up thing there. Hey, Worf. Worf! Worf! How you doing, Worf? Uh, you finally graduated hey, to a series where you're far more important. Also, I will... Even, as, much as, I, as much as I love Star Trek, I've yet to get why Chief O'Brien doesn't have a rank. He doesn't have a command pip. He, he's a uh, non-commissioned he's officer. He's mostly incompetent. Non-commissioned yeah. officer. Actually, no. Yeah, he's they, more they, competent they than most of them. That. They, yeah, he's a non-commissioned officer. But what's what's that mean? Like, there's no money, so why is... It's... Uh, I don't understand. It's like the, in the, there, is, there is a difference in It's like in, in Battlestar, in where the chief is kind of everyone's bitch because he's not really an officer, but he just does a lot of good work, so they're like, oh, hey, chief, what's up? Oh, no, I, I, I get that. So, oh shit! Oh no, shit. they're all dead. Well, that's—I don't remember that twist of Deep Space Nine. Uh-oh. Oh yeah, this was there's like you know contract negotiations didn't go like great. At, yeah. Wait, was he touching that? Uh, he was touching her butt. Was he touching her butt? Was like she's sitting down in a chair? No, she was trousered over the thing, and he had her his hand on her butt. Oh. So yeah, contract negotiations didn't go that well at Paramount, so there's a completely new command staff this <laughs> okay, episode. Okay, yeah, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> oh, 
Renee Auberjonas is one of the shining stars of this this series. And oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, this this episode is what helped me gain my. Uh, no, wait, it's not this episode. It's a different one, but it's a it's a similar plot in something else where it helped me gain my general distrust distrust towards the idea of teleportation anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Was it the one where Scotty was in a teleport loop for like 70 years? Might have been that one. <laughs> or was it the one where Riker got cloned? It wasn't the cloning one. It was one where you just disappear forever. Yeah. <laughs> there's, so many, there's so many ethical, weird, existential concerns about... Um, uh, yeah, Teleporters. That. So he's deleting the entire computer memory to save these five people. What could possibly go wrong? Well, hopefully the IT guy made a backup of that shit. <laughs> Cut to some guy like just down in the same room. Ben, did you make that backup? Oh man, I haven't made that backup in months. We need it. <laughs> also, who is this guy? <laughs> the second in command, Chief O'Brien? I want that outfit. That's worse than that talks. No, I like that outfit. I like that jacket and the, the turtle. I don't know. That one kind of works, too. You should just be in suits all the time. I know. I'm working on it. <laughs> okay, Garrick, you know, you know that Hong Kong and Paris are on the opposite sides of the earth, but you don't know what a jet is? Slain. Slain as opposed to actual flat And this is what I'm talking about. Like this episode is clearly just an excuse to like cheesecake up the like female members of the cast. I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. Oh no, she looks trumpy. I gotta say, her Russian accent way better than Jordy's British accent. Yes, this is true. <laughs> Feel like with the exception of Patrick Stewart and and Brent Spiner, I'll include them there. The female actors on Star Trek are better than the male actors. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dispute that. <laughs> I like that Garrick is far quicker on the pickup than anybody else in the holodeck these past two weeks. Something weird's going on in the holodeck. Julian. Oh? They've started to figure out something's wrong. I wonder when they'll figure out that the safety parameters are wrong. Oh, they'll get to that soon enough. <laughs> let's let's not rush that, Christopher. I know you are eager. Oh, yeah, station-wide emergency. Maybe we should get our fucking doctor out of the holodeck. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I like that they actually had the wherewithal to communicate with the uh, bridge crew when there was an issue. That's true. Unlike Worf or Troy in the last episode. Someone has replaced one of the characters with the image of Major Kira. What's going on? Stay where you are, Doctor. 
So wait, their minds have been separated out from their bodies. Yeah. Yes. Transporter shit is creepy. Totally creepy. Well, what happens when they transport you, basically they deconstruct your body and put it back together again. Yeah. So there's a whole can of nihilistic problems with that. Oh, totally. Are you the same as you were before you were transported? I mean, is it killing you essentially every time? You and they're just making a new copy of you? Does your consciousness realize that? <laughs> now, these are the existential questions we promised would happen in that Yeah. It's, it's, it's just <laughs> fucked up. It's totally fucked up. Is this going to be a running theme that when we get to episode three, we're intoxicated enough that we go into existentialism? <laughs> existentialism. It explains why, why Admiral McCoy in The Next Generation only would travel by shuttle craft. Well, he was like that throughout the entire original yeah, series. Yeah. He never liked being transported. In fact, in the movie, they have to wrestle him onto the transporter <laughs> pad and forcibly transport him you onto know, the Enterprise. It, makes, it says a lot that the person who knows most about the human anatomy transporter is the least. I, I am totally on board. Just like, yep, you do what you need to do in order not to be killed and put back together again. No, no. Okay, now here's the here's the mi- imaginary million dollar question. Yes. If transporters existed on Earth right now, and you could use them to say like transport from here to Atlanta or New York or L.A., would you do it? No. Fuck no. What if it was free? No. Fuck no. <laughs> what if, you know, and it's safe. I mean, like nobody nobody dies in these. If transport. it had they existed safe, for at least two hundred and fifty years, I think about it. You think about it. Actually, I'd probably have been raised with the idea that they're fine and yeah. it wouldn't be scary to me. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, now. But they'd like, have to exist for a very long time. Just nope. as if, nope. if nope. I had received an advertisement for a park that had dinosaurs in it, it would have to have functioned without incident for a very long time before <laughs> I went there. You wouldn't just go there right away for opening weekend? Nope. <laughs> it, and it would be several years. I'd like, bring my children, maybe, <laughs> if it had at least 15 years of safety. 15 years of... So 15 years of dinosaur safety. How many years of transporter safety? Would it be 15 250. years? 250. 250. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I have these existential quandaries at the transporter, but if it worked and people were doing it, like, I mean... Not- I mean, to be honest, every time I drive from here up to Chicago, I'm like, oh, man, I was at a transporter. And then I think for a second, I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I, I like it. I like that the coding for scientists, it's Dax with, like, really big glasses. And her hair up. No, actually, the funny thing is that's come back around. That's cool now again. <laughs> the big, the big oversized glasses. Um, no, like, oh god, I drive so much. Like, you know, what? I, w- I would be better than transporter technology, portal technology. And she oh, falls yeah. over dead. Ah, oh, she's dead. There you go. Who wastes time with a knife? Got <laughs> gun. So yeah, do you. Okay, they got some guns. They're gonna get shot. Why do you have here. a oh, steak hey. knife? You know, as many gangsters as Cole Meany has played in his career, he looks very natural in this He role. does, yeah. It's Falcon. Falcon. You can tell because he has a Falcon, Falcon, Falcon on his <laughs> eye patch. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a little tacky. <laughs> if I were a gangster named Falcon, I wouldn't put it on my eye patch. I'd probably have it, like, bedazzled on the back of my jacket. <laughs> yeah. That'd be rad. Glad you weren't like vajazzled. Vajazzled. <laughs> vajazzled on my vajacket. Vajacket. <laughs> I like to. I like watching you ponder this, Matt. 
Oh. I'm just thinking, is that like a new slang term for condom? A, j- a jacket? <laughs> I was thinking like underwear. Underwear. Then like leather agency, underwear. So pretty much this whole episode is just like, like the actor who plays Bashir is like, I really just want to make I just want to make out with all the female cast members of this episode. Why is he pulling on her ear? If I was making out with a dude, he just started yanking on my ear. Well, and no, be like, because her earring is, you a, is a secret a smoke, weapon. It's a smoke bomb. Okay, I like they've got guns, but they're going to like karate chop. <laughs> if he starts the wind, shoot him. Karate chops the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate weapon. Oh shit! I think holiday safeties are off, people. Hold on. They didn't say it yet. It's one. Cheers. This was the best idea. <laughs> the best worst idea. <laughs> I like that Garrick spends most of this episode just trying to convince Bashir to kill his crew. Yes. It is a game, Garrett. It's a hollow deck. Hollow sweet. <laughs> Who is Dax? That is a great question. Who is That is Dax? a loaded question. Dax, <laughs> That's very loaded. Said. <laughs> oh, God, just change. Put on clothes. Yeah. Does she change out of that? I, th- I think so. Okay. I hope so. I'm just like, okay, so showing up in the negligee, a little iffy, but okay, all right, I guess. But if you're hanging out in the negligee the entire time, that's a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, I saw how he looked in that tuxedo. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I'm just going to leave you there. You're no longer of use to me. Hologram. So, like, my question is, now that it's been, like, a few hours in the holodeck, like, flying to Paris, like, do they have to actually get on a, oh, Ferengi. a virtual fucking jet and are just sitting there, like, reading, like, in-flight magazines? And sipping, like, martinis. sipping martinis. Sexually harassing stewardesses. <laughs> Dr. Bashir's like, well, it's got to be accurate. That's why I've been locked in the holodeck like for it's hours. It's like that scene in, in um, Austin Powers. It's like the rotating bed. <laughs> Bashir jumps on. Do I make you horny, baby? Garrick's, like, Garrick's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the fourth episode, I'll be giving you links to all of us last pick <laughs> over the years about Star Trek. <laughs> Uh, I never wrote Star Trek slash fic. It is the originator, the beginning. That is where slash fic comes yeah. from. The alpha. And fan fiction in general, actually. Yeah. People think I, thought, Kirk no, Spock. I thought the first fan fiction wasn't technically Star Trek. It was something else. I don't know. We're going to Google it. Definitely the first like slash fiction. Oh, yeah. yeah Kirk, Kirk Spock. Spock. Kirk Spock, yeah. No, you're right. They did, um, there's like, uh, Sherlock Holmes fan fictions and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Odo, but man, his like weird so, facial oh, wait, features. Yeah, always... the Star Trek fanzine. Oh, we, okay, we actually are in Austin Powers now. <laughs> yep. The Star Trek fanzine Spartanalia 
contain the first fan fiction in the modern sense of the term. Okay. Spockanalia. Spockanalia. Oh, man. I want to start up a bar called Spockanalia. <laughs> that would be the best. See, this is better. I mean, the, her dress, not like all the dancing girls around. Like, I feel like you could do an homage to James Bond without reveling in it so much. I suppose if you're if you were producing this episode with a mind on being respectful to women, Chris, then yes, yes, that is possible. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, like they keep focusing on the dancing girls. <laughs> now I gotta say, of all of them, Worf in his white suit just looks the best. Yeah, this is true. What are you looking up, Amanda? I was looking up oh, when I was searching for first fan fiction. It told me to pull up first fan fiction on fanfiction.net. Oh, no. But now it's not telling me what the first fan fiction on fanfiction.net is, which <laughs> makes me mad. I thought your name was Julian Bashir, not Patrick Merriweather. It's an alias. That's his alias. Oh, oh, alias. He's a spy. Is he? <laughs> I haven't been able so to. So where's Worf's son? Wherever he's fucking uh, he's off. Now. Like, isn't he off? Like, learning how to cling on. Yeah, he's doing that kind of shit, and then he, he comes shows back up, for his he wedding. Shows up, he shows up late Wait, in DS Nine. No, he's oh. not married to Dax okay. yet. He shows up late in DS Nine as like the commander of an actual Klingon ship. Yeah. So and then he, he hangs out for his bachelor party and stuff. Does like he that. like? But how is he that old? He'd only be like seven or eight years old. I told you they grow faster. I'm pretty sure he's a teenager at this point. He's at like least. 20. Well, okay, so he's a teenager or whatever at this point. But or at some point he sent off... I know at some point he sent off to live with Worf's parents. Oh, okay. At the end of TNG. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, because I say like... At this point, he's only like seven or eight years old. Yeah. Except he shows up and he's older and he is significantly less playing on than he was last time we saw him. Yeah. Huh. Anyway... Except still in blackface. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't remember, but I'm assuming still in blackface. Which is terrible. <laughs> uh, does anybody? Okay, here's an honest question. Does anybody here understand how Backrat is played? Nope. Nope. I have no idea myself. <laughs> if this was made ten years later, he'd be playing like uh, Texas Hold'em poker. Or something. <laughs> There's some exposition happening right now about terrorists and stuff, but it's not really important. Economic political troubles, etc., etc. In today's in today's world, et it would seem poignant, but <laughs> yeah, this was what was this like? Whatever. I'm reading my PhD in political science, and I still don't care. <laughs> it's exposition. Yeah. Where's everyone's bodies? This is mostly Technobabble exposition. We're not missing anything right now. No. You at home aren't missing anything right now, other than... Except what? Yeah. Ah. No, oh. I'm on! Hi! Uh, oh, so... No, yeah. Uh, anywho, we're... Whew, very drunk. <laughs> what I did in distracting everyone was Chris's girlfriend just came in and I said hi. Yes. Uh, so he has Becker, a five. Okay, he's got a five. And that is shitty. He's apparently won a lot of money. Okay, so Everyone's uh, smoking again. Yeah, more yeah. smoking. 
<laughs> Worst holographic lungs. I thought that they outlawed smoking on like basic cable for a while, didn't they? It's. I mean, it, it's the standards and practices. They've definitely. You definitely can't show smoking on television today. Like, I know you can't show cigarettes. Maybe because he had a cigar. It was different. Um, well, this was this was still like that. All the anti-smoking on TV stuff was more like early two thousands. I think this was still kind of on its, it, like smoking was on its way out, but it was still like there. Also, ah, the old sleeping gas in a cigar trick. Also, I'm guessing, oh. I'm guessing that since it's kind of a '60s parody, they maybe allowed little, it. Got a little bit of a pass, yeah. All right, we I'm were, sure there was like situational allowances for smoking. All right, well, we've we've had a very like long shot of this urn, so clearly this urn's going to have some sort of significance. To Those windows lot. are nice. Looks cool. Yeah, it's a cool urn. I like how they kind of mimic the shape of that art on the wall. Mm-hmm. Are she forgetting that she's Russian? Every time she opens her mouth, it surprises me. <laughs> Why are you Russian? <laughs> what is your outfit? I don't know. It it, it it kind of works with his like shaved head. It looks like Morpheus <laughs> with a shaved yeah, head yeah. and the dress. Actually, yeah. when did this episode come out? <laughs> Does look a lot like. Everybody's smoking now. Yeah. Take a closer look at my stones, Doctor Bashir. Tell me, what do you see when you look at my stones, Bashir? I, li- I like. Why does Bashir know any of this? What was he doing to that cigar? <laughs> um, oh man! Oh my! <laughs> oh snap! You just oh got shit! You're wrong. So I do actually kind of like. I mean, the Bond plot's kind of a fun twist in this episode. It is. <laughs> but I mean, the fact that the transporter patterns are somehow compatible with the holograms—it's very weird. And the fact that the fact that they're in there, but they're not showing up all at once—that they're just kind of being revealed one at a time. That's what I just want to know who programmed the holodeck. Why? Why did they do what they did? It's okay, Chris. Like. Oh, so you can only uh, ban we've only banned the advertising of cigarettes on television and oh. radio. We haven't done anything with uh There's no like official ban. No official ban, but it's, like it's a, frowned like, upon. Yeah. And so like you're basically shown with disreputable disreputable characters. So like I said though, these glasses, like I feel like they've come back. Like this is like something a kid would wear today. Like, like this this character listens to dubstep. <laughs> you think? That oh man, he's chewing that scenery. Oh, he's loving. Oh. <laughs> I, 
Well, actually, so, he's thrusting forth his, forth his chest. I, I'd love to see a James Bond film with Avery Brooks as a villain. That'd be. Mm. <laughs> she was like, I said the Skrillex before it's cool. I like this termite house metaphor. I, 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 this had to have been made like the year after the Matrix. Oh, I was gonna let that up too. Because the Matrix came out in '99. Oh no, it would have been before then. Because well, this is. It, well, I don't think that's no. It must have been. Right? It must have been before that because yeah. Star Trek DS9 ended in '99. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah. So this would have been a year before <laughs> so that. So did the so Wachowskis? Our so I'm, I'm, I'm calling another Wachowskis. First air, 27 November 1995. Oh, this is several years before that. So. They're on top of things in terms of costume design. <laughs> well, so clearly, though, clearly the Wachowskis watched this and were like, "Oh man, oh man, we should turn this into a film." It looks sharp. It, it's, look, it's even got a holodeck. Like it's got a it's got a reality that's different than reality, and these people are in it and they don't know that they're actually humans outside of this holodeck. Uh, I, I think you're to, grasping a little bit there, Chris. I went I, to this <laughs> Comic Con or Chicago Comic Con panel that had all of the captains except no wait. Yeah, all the captains except for Patrick Stewart and Kate Muldrew. So and three, Avery Brooks three of the captains. Yes. Avery Brooks was insufferable. Was he? <laughs> he was so Well, okay. So it wasn't so much his fault, but he's a fairly fairly intelligent guy who thinks he's more intelligent than he actually is. Okay. So he's like postulating, which means all the fanboys in the audience, whenever they go up to ask questions, were also postulating yeah. with their intelligence. And so they kept using words that didn't mean what they actually <laughs> oh, meant. No. And it drove me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, just Google it. Just pull up your phone and Google it. Dictionary.com. Just do that before you go up there. That's posterior. I do like that Cisco has a volcano layer. <laughs> he does. Full of liquid hot magma. Magma. <laughs> Falcon. The Falcon. He's got those crazy eyes down, though. Like, he's, yeah. He's really good well, at the crazy he's eyes. He's been all his career playing like Irish gangsters and stuff. I mean, Avery Brooks. Oh, Avery Brooks. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does play like the prophet in this in this series, so makes makes sense that he can pull that off. <laughs> yeah, you're dead, dude. <laughs> Someone's fired. Oh, this doesn't look like an overly elaborate death trap that they can escape from. Nope. <laughs> clearly, clearly, the holodeck has not watched the James Bond film, or has, I guess. or it has, and it's playing yeah. that trope. Okay, so here's my question. Yes, Chris. All right, so these guys are afraid that they're going to die. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Just a moment. This is Captain Sisko threatening to rape Major Kira. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Uh, we got that. But continue with your point. I'm sad now. Propagate. (laughs) So, so, on happier subjects. So, Garrick and Bashir are worried that they're going to die due to lava, right? Because the holodeck safeties are off? Yes. Wouldn't the lava melt through the holodeck floor? Yeah. Like, They're not very 
very good about these holodeck offices. It's deuterium? Question mark. Are the holodecks like lava proof? Maybe. <laughs> Guys, in case the holodeck safety goes off, we need to really make sure it's lava proof. <laughs> we gotta work this into our designs. Everyone inside can die, but anyone outside should be safe. Yeah, Wait, should we just invest more money in making sure the holodeck safety No, 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 no. I think we're good. I think we're good. <laughs> The holodeck safety programmer just really sucked at his job. (laughs) (laughs) But nobody cared. It's like, oh, that's just Kevin. (laughs) Oh, my Uh, goodness. (laughs) Yes, appeal to the plain scientist. (laughs) So, and Bashir is totally in love with Dax at this point, too, isn't he? Yeah. So, this is so creepy. (laughs) This whole episode's so fucked up. You, uh, you probably didn't hear what he just said. It, it's like the bad guy is so obsessed with your mind, he can't see the woman inside oh, of no, you. I, I heard yeah, that. Yeah, I, I heard just, that. That's why I went... <laughs> Her name was what? Honey Bear or something? And you're uh, not attractive while you're wearing glasses. Take those off. <laughs> oh, but, shit! But they told me that they told me so that's hot. what the kids are wearing these days. So much better. And now you don't threaten me as an intellectual equal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now just, I can't see my clipboard. <laughs> I hope I'm going to track you later. Let your hair down. Let your hair down. Us too, Garrick. Us too. Yep. Oh, see now, yeah. This this is why this episode is widely widely not held up in high standards. I will say her hair is gorgeous. Though. She does have really nice hair. <laughs> That curl. Mm. <laughs> Glad I could get you that last image before you croaked. So, <laughs> Too bad I'm still wearing my pants. <laughs> oh, skirt, sorry. Yeah, it's the 60s. Get it right. <laughs> Garrick, shut up. You really enjoy this, don't you? You're the one that was peeping in the first place in this episode. He's just upset that his hands are tied up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, can we call That will not be necessary. This whole thing. Oh, it's because maybe the Obsidian Order is an actual spy agency. <laughs> also, I would just like to point out that's not a laser. No, those are foot's fire. <laughs> That's a rocket ship. That's a rocket ship. That's not a laser. <laughs> Maybe they outsource the CGI. <laughs> oh, even the music's. <laughs> my pen and my shoe make a gun. Hey, there's actually a plot point in an episode of Star Trek where Klingon smuggled a gun aboard the ship, like by breaking it down into various parts. Wasn't that one of the movies? Or maybe I feel was, like that was in one of the movies. Or maybe it was one of the movies, yeah. I, a little, well, in my current state, madam, a little hazy. <laughs> what exactly that was. 
I wasn't even listening. I was too busy I think, enjoying that, the music. Isn't that like in Star yeah. Trek Six, the guy who's assassinating the Federation president? No, no. There's one where he's like in the brig of the Enterprise. I oh, think that it's the next be. Jedi person. I think it's that next could generation. Be also. Yeah. Except you tell everyone you're part of a secret agent yeah, organization. <laughs> Does anybody not know that Garrick no. is a spy? No. I mean, but, but Amanda, he's just a simple tailor. No, he's not. He's a fucking spy and he owns up to it every time you... <laughs> you can walk past him and he's like, Hey! Hey, you! I'm a spy! <laughs> new, new, new guy, new guy. Hey, guess what? <laughs> hey! I'm a spy. I mean, he's in order. Second thing you learn about him is his name. First thing you learn is that he's a spy. Who's that spy in the florist shop? Oh, that's Garrick. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot me with your holographic bullets. <laughs> well, at least the ship hasn't shaken yet this episode. Don't do it, Julian. That's I love you. It's the tiniest you. little gun in the world. It is such a, it's, it's, it's a smaller gun than the gun that killed Lincoln. Derringer. That's what I'm getting at. Yes. Uh, Derringer is really small. Yes. <laughs> in case you didn't. Legit. <laughs> Look at Wait, well, shot him in the neck. God. God, you're a doctor. She'd better. Yeah, right? Just a flesh wound. Garrick is the spy who says, Nee. <laughs> you almost murdered me in cold blood, doctor. My respect for you is grown. Well, with Garrick, that's probably true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Did she change her? She's like a completely different She's outfit. She's in a completely different outfit, yes. She had to get it sexier. <laughs> what are you doing? Making a mistake. Okay, we only had two minutes left this episode, guys. <laughs> we can make it through. No, probably at least three. They have to explain how they did it afterwards. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Hopefully this episode ends with one of them dead. <laughs> My favorite thing about TV, though, is when they say you have two minutes. It's either it's like 20 seconds yeah. or 10 minutes later. I love movies that actually are like, hold it. Like, like you got two minutes, and then like exactly two minutes later it happens. I love the solution to this one is just to like no just let it, I'm glad that the, the Bashir realizes it's just a stupid fucking hologram yeah and it's just like no I'll stall for two minutes mm-hmm. letting it win because it doesn't matter because it's a dumb <laughs> what was that <laughs> <laughs> where's my map <laughs> you show you things on my map. It's a poor map. <laughs> that is a really shitty map. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I could draw a better map than that. 
I think we established in the last episode that you couldn't. No, no, I couldn't draw. An epi- <laughs> I couldn't draw the Starship Enterprise as well as Moriarty could, but I could draw a better map than that. Nope. I just want to know what like inspiration Bashir's chat or not Bashir. Uh, Cisco? Cisco is like who? Like what is he channeling here with his Ben Avery? Is I don't know where he's getting this performance from, but it's fantastic. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> like he should, Avery Brooks. Why do I keep calling him Ben Avery? Avery Brooks. Benjamin Cisco. You mean Professor Brooks? Is he a professor? As everyone talked to him in that fucking panel I was at, where I wanted to murder everyone. What is he a professor of? Drama. Oh, that makes sense. You can't be a professor of drama. I'm sorry. That's Matt, what Matt, I you think. Being yeah. <laughs> and you God, are, you you're almost good enough at it as to be a professor. Say, <laughs> so, but you, you, you don't have the qualifications to be that dramatic. <laughs> you don't even have a bachelor's in drama, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the computer is like even kind of throw off. It's like, oh, you want him to win? I don't even know how to handle this. <laughs> what do you tend to do? Boop. <laughs> By hitting a button. You've destroyed the world. <laughs> now, how quickly do you think the world's going to get destroyed? Oh, uh, wait, it'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! That's <laughs> <laughs> it literally took ten seconds to destroy the world. Wow, that is some no, fast no working lava. No seismic activity. They're yeah. perfectly comfortable there on the top of Mount Everest. That's true. The rest of the world is just going to hell. Peacefully going. <laughs> is this is this a prequel to Waterworld, you guys? Oh my god, this is a prequel. Oh to my Water god, world. it is. <laughs> <laughs> also made before Waterworld, I think. So, 1999, I think it was Waterworld, right? <laughs> oh, they're like, what sort of existential hell were we just in? <laughs> I don't know, but it made me extremely uncomfortable. That's right. You the, the holographic world, Garrick. It's a hologram. Yeah, don't get, don't get ahead of yourself, bro. <laughs> Waterworld was 1995, which is when this came out. Oh, so, so I yes. Guess, <laughs> yeah, it was right at the same time. Or do you think they watched Waterworld and like, hey, that's a great idea for a James Bond film. I don't know. Let's see exactly when Waterworld came out. Oh, Garrick, you joker. Ooh, this preceded Waterworld. Oh. July No, no Waterworld preceded this Waterworld was in Uh, July This was in November I like how every character Like goes through Almost dies in the holodeck And at the end of this episode They're like Eh, yeah I'd go back and do it again (laughs) 
I'd go back into the murder yeah, machine. We should be worried about the holodeck. I no, 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 no. Jordy's got How many times do you almost have to die in a holodeck before you're like, maybe I should just do not murder things in there? We'll just but call you, up. Wait, you what do was have he? to remember, Chris. Like the holodeck is their one source of sex. Well, right. That's so true. Why are they just fucking in there? That's what I want to know. Like, if the safeties go off in the holodeck, you end up with a hollow baby. That's like the worst case scenario. <laughs> Some hollow crotch God, fruit. God, what is that? <laughs> what even would result in that? I don't even know. Oh, goodness. Like a cyborg? Well, so, so you're saying when the holodeck safeties are off, you're not shooting blanks. Is that right, Chris? <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> Next time you go in there, there'll be a little hologram. It's like the Matrix. Bundle of terror. It's half human, yeah. half hologram. Wow. <laughs> Does that mean only half of it can leave the holodeck? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Or is it like, or is it like, or is it like that piece of paper and it's fine? That, oh no! That piece of paper is gonna bug me forever now. It's like the fly. Oh, oh no. no! Oh man! Oh. So Matt, what did you learn this episode? Matt, what did you? Yeah, I mean, what's to know, Matt? What did you learn this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I learned that <laughs> having sex with a hologram was a lot scarier than I thought it was. Oh, no. Amanda, what did you learn this episode? I didn't learn anything. I was too distracted by Julian Bashir and it talks. Fair. Chris? Oh, God, what did I learn this episode? Oh, man, I... I don't even know. I, I learned. I learned that sometimes the only way to save the world is to destroy it, <laughs> and oh, that man. if it's really creepy when your coworkers show up in your holodeck sex simulator, especially if they are unclothed. Yeah. Oh, also, Garrick, just the tailor, great suits. Hmm. Um, Wait, Garrick, you're talking about the spy, right? Oh, yeah, no, Garrick. <laughs> Garrick the Taylor spy. He, oh, yeah, oh, my God, Tinker Taylor soldier spy? He's like half of that. He is. <laughs> he, he could probably pull off soldier if, if needs to. If we just get a Tinker and a soldier, we'd have a movie set. Oh, man. Uh, Tinker Brian, maybe? Yeah, uh, Rom. Is Tinker? Rom is a Tinker. Not a soldier so much. No. Soldier would be probably Worf. Or is Kira. The we got. Kira's or Kira. Like a, Kira's literally yeah. a soldier. Freedom yeah, fighter. Yeah, that's true. So. All right. On that note, <laughs> I think that wraps it up for this episode. Next week, uh, we'll be watching uh, the episode title, Matt, is Chaotica. Bride of Chaotica. Bride of Chaotica. From Voyager. From Voyager, where they do their take on a... 1930s like black and white sci-fi yeah. serial. That's the one with the Nazis, right? No, no, no. no. Oh, no. no. No, no space Nazis this time. They'll oh, definitely man. have to do a block of programming about space, space Nazis. Nazis. There's yeah. an entire block there's, for it. Yeah. Yeah. There's at least four episodes space about Nazis. Space Nazis. I think there's two alone in the original series. Oh, yeah. And there's a few and in the Voyager TNG. one is a two-parter. So, in, yep. Space Nazis coming out all of our asses. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.